Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Bring us in, babe. Welcome to Coco Caliente. Welcome to Coco Caliente, everybody. Another edition of our amazing podcast that's loved by everyone and anyone that you ask. Oh, my God. <laughs> Was that too much? Yes. So, Nicole, tell me why, why you're... So, we're still doing the juice thing, right? Um, um, the reason I'm doing the juice thing mm-hmm. is because I only did it twice and then I gain like five pounds after the juice thing and now <laughs> i'm leaving for florida in 48 hours and i have all these expensive juices i didn't drink so that's why i'm doing the juice thing and it's healthy and you like them yeah i won't do it again really unless i'm desperate <laughs> <laughs> i like the juice it's just hard homemade juice is a lot better i don't know what it is but i'm a juice snob apparently no, it's just they're they're also it's just hard to juice. I don't know, and it's like Nicole was saying she was also trying like to do like the fasting thing, but then what she would happen was like she won't eat after, and she still does it. No, she doesn't do the fasting. She just doesn't eat after seven, which works better. I gave that up for Lent. That's nothing to do with like a diet. That was my oh, Lent. but still, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's still good, right? That's how people, you know, if I if I did that, I think I'd lose a ton of weight because I snack on. Well, night. I haven't lost any weight. Well, so weren't we talking about that? Where you find yourself, where you're like, okay, I can't eat. I can't eat after seven. So I eat a lot more. So I eat a lot more throughout the day to counterbalance. So I'm juicing today, which is a joke because I had about half a pound of spaghetti salad this morning (laughs) and like a bunch of other stuff because... I was allowed to eat till 11 o'clock so, yeah. <laughs> because I know I just, I'm so crabby right now. I'm so crabby. <laughs> uh, but it, it's okay. But she, she, she has a much needed break coming up. And I say she because we can't go to Florida together. Insert music. Wah, 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 wah. No, so I'm going for 11 days and Victor's going for 48 hours. Literally, literally. So with the, with the new job position in the first, uh, in the first, I'd say like the first year or so, you got to make some sacrifices and you can't move your schedule around like you want to, you know. And so, yeah, I only get to go to for 48 hours. So I, I envy the fact that Nicole gets to go for that long. I'm really excited. Um, I'm just basically going with my parents, my brother and his girlfriend. Ashley are down there right now. Um, my brother and his girlfriend are down there. Not, not uh, my parents. We're all leaving you know, super early Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. So by the time you hear this, I'm in Florida <laughs> and what, what? I just, I'm excited because I just, I think I need the sun. Like, you know, the Monday blues mm-hmm. or not <laughs> winter blues, the I winter guess. Blues. I think that was starting to come. So I got an interesting story to tell you guys. If you didn't, if you don't watch my Instagram, which you shouldn't, right? Cause I'm not even that fun or interesting and I don't post a lot, but you are funny and I share the funny moments on my Instagram. She does. And she, you do a good job at capturing what you can, right? So the other day I was driving to work and I hear this like clackety clack sound in my car and I call Nicole's dad because he knows about that mm-hmm. stuff. And as I'm driving, I call him and I say, hey, do you know what this sound is? He's like, no, I can't really hear it. What's going on? And then all of a sudden a belt snaps, right? So then I pull over and then I am looking to see what's going on. And I see there's smoke coming from the hood of my car. There's some smoke coming out. I open it up. I look. I don't see anything. And then I walk up closer and I look straight down and I see a little fire, right? So then I call Nicole. I said, uh, my car's on fire right now. 
and I'm going to try to put it out, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know what I'm going to do for work stuff, right? So she starts getting her stuff squared away, basically to get another car to me. And I start trying to put the fire out with some ice and water, which I think will work, right? Dave said, hey, just try that. The fire's not going out. I have to call. I never thought that would work. I feel like that's like throwing water onto a stove. You like throw a rug onto a stove. No, but don't you know why you don't throw water onto a stove? Yeah, because it'll make it worse. But why? Because it's an electric fire. No, because it's an oil fire. Oh. On the stove when you're cooking, a lot of times it's because it's oil, right? But water won't put out an electric fire. Yeah, it will. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Everybody just pretend I'm smart, okay? I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, you don't want to put water. You no, don't, you don't put water in, in, elect, in you like don't a want outlet. To, you don't want to, but if you have to, it's, it's a feasible way to put out so a fire. So you're saying that stove there, that's an electric stove, is run by oil. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm saying if I have a pan and I'm heating up oil on the pan and whatever I'm cooking catches fire in the pan that has oil in it, you no, don't want to throw water in it. I'm talking about a it. fire on the burner. Like how- well, there's not going to be a fire on that burner. That's why those are safer. Well, there was fire. I had fires growing up on the burners. Yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't have a burner. You know, the other burner are the coil burners is what you're talking oh, about. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You have coil burners at your at your parents' house, right? Yes. That's what you're talking so about. So I'm talking about, so that is not an oil fire. That is not. There is no oil. That That's, yeah, okay, you're right. Okay, that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get what you're saying now. But I'm sorry to I'm sorry to confuse you, but no. Uh, you are not smarter than I. I I, I will take a brain <laughs> test against you, and I will kick <laughs> your butt. Anyway, so whatever this fire was, really, what I think it was, it was plastic burning. That's why it wasn't going out. But the water and ice wasn't putting it out. It slowly started growing. A bystander came by, gave me a fire extinguisher. The fire extinguisher didn't put it out. I saw his wife at workout class tonight. By the way. Oh, you did. Yeah, she told me that he put out your fire. I said, what a small world. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, anyway, so then the the first uh, firefighter gets there and is like, uh, it's almost like a volunteer firefighter. He has a fire extinguisher. That one doesn't put it out. I mean, well, that one finally does put it out all the way. But after my, like, half of my bumper burned, you know, and it was like a, a solid fire. So my car caught on fire. That's my story. And the car that now that I've had for 10 years and racked up 211,000 miles on is done so and you talked about it quite a bit on here so i think they know yeah so it's a sad it's a sad moment i was actually real for some reason i put feelings into everything mm-hmm. and i was driving a victor and i was crying because i felt like it was sad that the car was going through that because i just imagine the car just chugging along like yeah I'm just old. trying I'm yeah <laughs> and and she has i mean she and, and i've told this to nicole all the time like I've gone from Louisiana to Florida, or from Louisiana to Florida, yeah, several times, but Louisiana to California, I've gone there and back twice, you know, that's a ton of miles, you know, she's gone basically all around the U.S. and she's driven all the way up here to Michigan, you know, Mm -hmm. from Louisiana and into Canada and back, I mean, she's been everywhere. She will be missed. She will, she will be missed and whatever they give me for that car is not even going to be enough, like not close to enough. Um, Who told you that, babes? You, yeah, but and I just this like the I think it's like eighteen. So the fair market value, I looked this up, and Nicole's finding this out now. The fair market value for that car for being so old, it's like eighteen hundred dollars, right? But it's not even. I mean, eighteen hundred dollars is probably what I save in six months in gas by driving that car. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because yeah, it's, it's so, like paid off. It's paid off. It's very economical. And I remember driving that car with my best friend in college, you know, Marie and Marino, just, and that was it, you know, we got the whip, you know, so, but anyway, that's my, that's my heartfelt moment about my vehicle. Okay, why don't you take a breath now? Okay. <laughs> well, today we have a really exciting guest. I'm going to wait until they come on to introduce them. Yes. Him, her, or him and her. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes it more exciting. I feel like sometimes we say it up front and it's like... Oh, maybe a surprise and just hear their voice for a second and then we introduce them. Maybe you can guess who it is. Or maybe we just don't know which episode we're coming out with this <laughs> week. Or maybe we're saying this because we're not sure who we're putting on right now. <laughs> Him, her, them. We have like three interviews in the next 12 hours. So we're just going to draw out of a hat. So, so enjoy. hopefully enjoy. <laughs> hello. Hello, Mark. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, what's up? 
Okay, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. No, for sure. I'm really thankful <laughs> for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime, uh, everybody that's listening, we have a very fun, interesting guest today, Mark <laughs> Anthony Cuevas, not to be mistaken with Mark Anthony the singer. <laughs> My mom, my mom really uh, set me up this time. Right? Was gonna, it, all, it all started at birth. I was gonna, you know, and I was gonna ask you that. I was like, did your mom, when she was coming up, you know, how to name you? Was she a huge fan of Mark Anthony? You know, I had no idea. She, I think, you know, my mom's always been a super religious person. So she, I know that Mark in the Bible, like my brother's name is John. I'm mm-hmm. an older brother, so so it's like she's always been super religious, and so I think the middle name just kind of worked together. But I think she kind of was, she told me one time, she's like, yeah, but I didn't want it to be with the C because it just didn't look good. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, all right, mom, whatever, whatever you say. Sure. That you, is. You <laughs> That's a, and so what, what is your, uh, what is your background ethnicity from your family? So both my parents uh, are Mexican. They're both from Mexico, uh, came over in the eighties, uh, both of them. Where my dad started in California, my mom moved straight to Chicago because uh, my grandmother came over there first. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's my dad moved over to Chicago because my uncle or his uncle and then my mom's aunt were got married, and so that's where my parents met. Uh, okay, okay. So, do you speak Spanish? <clears throat> yes, yes, I do. I do. That's, that was actually my first language. Era my uh, primer mm. idioma. Ah, yo también. Español fue oh. mi primer idioma. Y, oh, qué bueno. Uh-huh. Y hacemos un segment aquí a veces que es Spanish word of the day for Nicole. And so I won't do it with you. I, I might have you pick a Spanish word later to do for her. That's awesome. For that segment. I'll, 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 I'll let you pick it and then I'll help out. I'll, I'll kind of help you. <laughs> yes, sounds good. <laughs> um, so, no doubt, no doubt. so for anybody listening, Mark, uh, Mark was on the first season of this love experiment mm-hmm. on Netflix called Love is Blind, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So and then the premise of the show is basically you're trying to see if people can fall in love without seeing each other. And then get, you know, basically propose and get married and then see what happens after that. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. did you, when they presented this, well, first of all, how did this idea even come into your radar? How did this whole thing come mm-hmm. about? Uh, so it's funny. I've gotten that question a lot. Everyone's like, are you an actor? Have you done like reality TV? I'm like, mm-hmm. I've never, I, the only reality TV show that I've ever really watched was like Jersey Shore back when it was big. <laughs> right? And so I don't know if that was like to like, Actually, it actually came up helping me because, like, that was all me during the show. Like, I never really got into, like, what the fans thought of me or whatever. Like, you know what okay. I mean? Like, when the yep. filming. Right. Like, they found me on Instagram. So they slid oh. in my DMs. And they were like, hey, like, follow the link. If you're interested, we're doing this, like, Atlanta Singles Project. And I was kind of like, well, uh, sure. I kept saying, like, why not? I was like, ah, why not? And mm-hmm. then, like, next thing you know, a couple months later, after, like, a couple of psychological evaluations and Skype calls, mm-hmm. I was like, all right. Like, they, they, they waited till the last two weeks to pick me because I was below their age threshold. I think Aww. their age were, were It was, like, 25 was, like, the cutoff, and I was 24 at the time. So mm. they, they were, like, really deciding with me. And then, you know, thankfully, like, it all kind of, like, worked out. Mm-hmm. And that's just so bizarre to even. And so, did you know going in that that it was a? So you knew it was like a dating experiment or a love experiment yeah. over there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so oh, they were very upfront. Yeah, they were very upfront oh, about okay. like what. Yeah, about what the premise was. And you know, I kind of had like at first I was like, oh, you know. But as the process kept going, and when I had these conversations with uh, the producers beforehand. Because uh, they really they were very thorough. They didn't just add people in there that, like, in my opinion, weren't. Think, at least thinking about or ready to to make that big step. So when they asked me these questions, I mean, they were really personal of like, you know, who are you were in your past relationships and all this other stuff. And mm-hmm. so I just felt like it led me to really think about what I really wanted. And I'm like, if I can find like a love at 24, because I, I, I always believe that. Like, mm-hmm. I think we all are trying to find that. And I'm like, if I can find it at 24, I'm like, then why not? Exactly. Yeah, that's insane. I, I just and didn't you and that's what you, you were thought, like very, right? Yeah, because yeah. you you were really like you're a very mature twenty four year old. Thank yeah, you. Yes. I'm twenty six now, by the okay. way. Okay. Well, oh yeah, now you're twenty six. That's so crazy. He's a man, babe. And I'm right. also you're so okay. I'm twenty seven. So and when I was watching that, really, <laughs> it was, it's just weird to think like I thought you really were twenty four, but it's yeah. weird that it was two years ago. I appreciate it. it was, um, you know, and I've always been. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, go I was, ahead. I, I'm. You know, it was funny, like a year and a half before the show, I actually was like 
became more introspective of, you know, trying to figure out what I want to like mm-hmm. do. Like my grandmother had passed away at that time a year and a half ago. And we were like super, super close. Like, I'm like, this lady's going to see me like at my wedding. I like my kids and all this stuff. And then it kind of like gave me this reality check of, holy cow, like I need to work on myself because like, there's not much like time, you know? And like, we may, we always think we have a lot, like a long time, right. but it kind of like mm-hmm. hit me with this reality check. And so I really started investing in myself, like reading books, you know, going to like even therapy before the show. Like mm-hmm. I was just trying to figure out different things about myself that like, you know, helped me kind of be even introspective then. And then the show kind of amplified it to be more introspective now. Yeah. It's crazy how something, and it seems like a huge thing, but it also, it just really starts that simple being introspective. It's more just being more aware of mm-hmm. what's going on around you and what you want out of life yeah. is kind of like what it boils down to and how, how fast your outlook on things and your reaction mm-hmm. to things and how you process things and emotions and thoughts and mm-hmm. on a deeper level, how that just changes mm-hmm. your whole life. Right. It's yeah. like 100%. I think uh, so many times we go into this avoidance mode of, wow, this happened to me. And I'm like, no, that happened for you. Like what, what is something that you can kind of take out of that, that like can really help? Cause you never know who you can influence. There's somebody out there that like is going through the same thing mm-hmm. and your whatever your struggle is, is like, there's somebody that like, they hear like, Oh, he went through that too. It's like, it may not be the same thing, but wow, I could do it. You know? And right. I don't know. I, that's how I've always kind of, looked at it and it maybe that like always big picture wise and mm-hmm. it's always i don't know it's always helped me move forward and and as we were watching you on the show it was you were so vulnerable and it was it was it was awesome to see that because that means you were just open to mm-hmm. that possibility right if you go mm-hmm. in there with a different mindset you might not have the same outcome you know what i mean like yeah. there, there, no, maybe sure. nothing will happen like actually mm-hmm. a lot of people from from the cast didn't have anything happen to them you know what i mean mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but there was a few of you guys that did so how was that trying to like get to know somebody through a wall <laughs> uh you know what was so cool about it and I, i'm gonna be very honest is like it really gave me a, it gave, I think all of us a reality check of like what we are really looking for. Not just like, Oh, is this person blonde, brunette, you know, mm-hmm. white, black, like, like that stuff didn't matter to a majority of us that made it to us. Like even I would say 90% of the cast, you know what I mean? Like it, all of that stuff, we were just like, whatever. We weren't looking at that anymore. Mm-hmm. I was, like, they gave us these questions. They're like, you can use these or you don't have to. But, like, these are questions that help build the connection. And, you know, time is of the essence. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be 100% myself on this experience. And I'm going to really figure out what I want. And I think deep down, like, when I asked those questions, I started to re- realize, like, what do I want? Mm-hmm. Like, what is like, I don't know if you know, guys noticed, but we had, like, a journal, like, in, during yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to, like, it wasn't just, like, let, let me write down what they said. It was okay, what did I want? What is, Mm -hmm. what does my future wife look like to me? And what does my family look like to me? And so it became, instead of this swipe left, swipe right culture of how hot are you? It became like, what type of person are you? And that's something that I've carried to this day where I like, that's what I look for in friends and a romantic partner. Yeah. And let's take a step back to where, when you were actually entering. So you guys, all the guys stayed together and mm-hmm. you got you all are together you're kind of looking around and you're just are you just kind of like this is real and this is like my competition or how are you feeling um i'm not gonna lie so it, it's just like this in any like I'll, I'll speak like on the mill side right it's mm-hmm. like you're kind of feeling every guy out like okay right. like this is this character this is that character like let's mm-hmm. let's see what they're about and you know me i've, I've always been the outgoing type of like i'm gonna say hey to everybody and then see how they react kind yeah of deal. Mm-hmm. but it was such an intense experience that after I would say day two or three, it never felt like competition. I think mm-hmm. it it felt like a brotherhood of people, like guys supporting each other. Yeah. And whenever a guy would come out, because I think there was a lot of stuff that guys were holding on to that, that I'll speak from the guy's side that they didn't realize that they were still holding on to that even though the relationship romantically was building, they came out because they had never been that vulnerable before to a support system of other guys who are like, hey, man, how can we help you? And yeah. so, like, all the guys, we also keep in touch, and we're all very, very close, like, because we all went through it together, and no one's done it before. Right. And then would you feel, like, try to see who other people are liking or 
was that something like if it just came up, it was brought up, but you weren't like investigating if someone wasn't to the same person you were? Yeah, we definitely weren't investigating. I think everyone. Was, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I feel we like girls would investigate. That's just my opinion. <laughs> like, what, wait, what was funny? Who do you uh, like? Right. Uh-huh. And so what was funny is actually, I, I think at, for me, I'll speak for myself, is like mm-hmm. after day three, I kind of knew that my the only connection I had was with Jess. Mm-hmm. And not to say anything bad about the other girls. It's just like it, it the way everything kind of went down and the romantic connections. Like I started to build friendships with some of the girls. Yeah. And so I'd be like, so what's she like? So what is she like here? And so like, what is she like there? And like, so they would give me kind of like the insight from the pod perspective. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, like my like my final three girls were uh, Diamond, Amber, and Jess. But Diamond and Amber were like my sisters, basically. They're like mm-hmm. my best friends, you know. And we're oh, still okay. Awkward. That's how you and Amber became. You guys were such good friends on the show. Like after, um, mm-hmm. like when you guys were in where where were you guys at for your like? Was it Mexico? Yeah, was it yeah. We were in Mexico. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah we you guys Mexico. had that strong friendship, and so you built that in the pods. That makes more sense yeah. now. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. There, there, I mean, there was so much content that mm-hmm. like it's hard to put it into like ten episodes. That it, it, and I totally get it. It was, but there was a lot of conversations like that were very, very deep. Like even me and Amber, were, we just became really, really close friends. And then mm-hmm. even Diamond as well. And I was actually close with Lauren too. Like if we oh, would thanks. talk about life and goals and stuff like that. And after we've realized, like it was never this like hyper competitive of like, mm-hmm. oh, I got this girl, that girl. You know what I mean? Right. Even to. Yeah, all that stuff. It was it was actually good. Were you able to pick who you wanted to go on a date with? And, like, were you required to take a certain amount of dates in one day? So what happened – so I'll, the first day we'll kind of clear all that. So the first day we had speed dating. So okay. we dated all 15 girls, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, wow. so it'd be, it'd be, like, five or six guys that go in the dating pods at a time. And then, like, five other dudes would be in the living area doing, like, uh, whatever, like, talking about life. And then a couple mm-hmm. of other guys would be in interviews. Well, when we were in the dating pods, like we had seven minutes to talk to the first fifth set of 15 girls. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You know what Wait, I mean? Wait, seven, like seven minutes total for 15 girls or seven minutes no, with each, each girl? each girl. Oh, so, okay. like, so, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, hey. It's like, oh my God, this is real speed dating. <laughs> like, it's is like, their voice tolerable? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And so, and so what happened is, um, so we had to rank them between one to 15 after day one. Oh. And they had to they had to rank us, mm. and so based on like the ranking of like okay, I was number one for them, but they were my number four. Mm-hmm. That's how the order would kind of work out later on. Mm. So if you if you guys were higher ranking, you'd see them more often, and the people that were in your lower ranking and they ranked you lower, you wouldn't see them as often anymore after oh, the first day. Okay, that makes sense. So that's why the first day is so important because. They were like, you only have seven minutes to ask the questions you want to ask. So you better ask them quick. And so it made me realize, okay, what is more important to me to ask right now? Because I need to get a, what's, what's going to help me get a good vibe off this person real quick, you know? And, and was overall, was those dates in the pods, was that exhausting? Because it, it kind of seemed like. An interview almost. Yeah, it, it seemed <laughs> almost like an interview type thing. Yeah, you would have a conversation, but part of talking to somebody and being there in the moment with them, it. it it seems a little bit more uh, engaging, so it, it's harder to get bored of things or just feel like you're bogged down, especially going from, like, date to date type of deal. So did you feel like at any day, like, you're like, oh, man, got another date I got to go to, you know? Was <laughs> the, it only ever, time like, I ever got the, the only time I ever got nerves was when I'm going to propose because I'm like, oh, oh my okay. God, I wonder what he's going to say. No, it's, it was um, honestly... Fun. No, I, you know, it, yeah, because mm-hmm. for me, I love, so personally for me, I love first dates. Like I love to get to know somebody. Like mm-hmm. that's when someone's like, they're, you know, they're really putting on their best foot forward. They're trying to talk to you, but then it's like, I really want to get to know you as a person. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, like you're going to give me the highlight reel, but I'm going to surprise you. And I want to get to know you on a deeper level, you know, mm-hmm. like see if this is going to work. And so every first date to me was actually exciting because I mean, we didn't have our phones. We didn't have anything mm-hmm. else to do. Of like, aside from do this, and I'm like, that gave us an opportunity to look forward to it. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm still it, it, the it's still yet to see if the experiment is successful. I know two people got married, but they're still I mean, married. It's I know they're still married, but you got to give it like five years, right? Really? See if they're oh, still. And, and, <laughs> I, hear, I hear like let's give it a buffer period of five, yeah. five years, and then fine. Yeah, everybody forgets about it. <laughs> well, everybody the, forgets about it, then they're like, okay, fine. Well, because it's still the the reason I say that is because there is still. Yes, they, they they got together and they were together. But since this show just aired not too long ago, mm-hmm. it's almost like they're in a honeymoon phase again. For sure. They got all these followers on social media. They're interacting. Mm-hmm. They're doing all these public appearances. And you know what I mean? So it makes it easier to like somebody when everything is great. True. You know? Well think, of, well, think of the emotional connection you can make with somebody in a year and a half of like waiting. You yeah. know, of like no one knows who you are and you're you know doing your thing and in that's i for me lauren and cameron and amber and barnett i mean it, it's like everyone was meant everything happened the way it was supposed to happen because the way cameron looks at lauren and lauren right. looks like, like i still talk to them and like even amber and barnett they're they're these two people these two sets of couples like whenever i'm near them it's this they're the same people that when i first met them and like it's like nothing's changed and like there's Yes, you're right. If like we went through this experience together, but there's that amplified romance of holy crap! Like, I, I met, I met this person. I met this person in like how how quick how quickly and yeah. like boom, you know, like they're they, like they they you know li- whether they live with each other or not, it's like they built this emotional connection in a year and a half. I mean, some some people, you know, you could have a kid in a year and a half. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> absolutely. You know, so think of like the time frame of a year and a half is and now that it's almost like you're right it's almost like we are it almost makes them tighter because it's like now we got to now we're sticking together for real because this is what we went through together yeah you know it's like galvanizing them together i could see that i mean i still i'm still gonna give it that five-year buffer because i the only the only reason i know is because the same thing kind of happened nicole and i i mean we had already been together for a little bit but when we're going on we did the amazing race and then when it airs there's still that excitement you know the show's gonna air and then we get to see it so for them they did end up together so it was a happy ending for them so then they have the excitement of the show airing and getting to watch it you know and then they stay together Mm -hmm. and all this stuff i mean amber i guess you know when she watched it she was a little mad (laughs) (laughs) but you know they they stay together uh so i don't know you're right and i'll concede and say that i'll wait i'll still give it the five years oh i'm I'm brushing i'm brushing some dirt off my shoulder (laughs) (laughs) no i'm kidding i'm kidding no i appreciate it man it's like i just i'm really proud of all like it's it really is like this fraternity slash sorority of group of people that Absolutely. like are genuinely good people and i love i have a lot of love for every single person that went through this with us like doesn't matter who it is like we all went through something and we i know like moving forward it's something that we're going to take into our next relationships friendships like families it's it's really beautiful to see how everyone's kind of carrying themselves and i really i really genuine it's everyone's themselves and i believe it you know? so what's it like filming this and then waiting for it to come out for a year and a half oh man i mean <laughs> you know it's kind of like that you have this period of like uh is it gonna happen is it gonna come yeah. out like, I, swear, I swear i'm not crazy like I, it's like you start to remember i'm like did i actually film that did that happen and so and you know it, it was rather it was a long year but i'm honestly like i and I don't know the universe what people believe, but I believe in God's timing. Mm-hmm. And I think that had it happened sooner, I don't think I would have learned some of the lessons that like I would have learned in that meantime of like patience. And, right. you know, it's like, like really, really being able to like even learn as much as I did within that year and a half as like, then had it happened like three months right after, or like, mm-hmm. uh, like some shows are like, you know, filming during, right? Yeah. Like, no, it's like, I want it. This whole thing gave us enough time to kind of like process and seek out like, you know, whether that was therapy, air quotes or anything like that, like seek out that kind of like help or support. And then like now that it's out, it's like we were ready for it. Yeah, that's a good point. And also like when we were watching it, um, Victor would like look up the people like Lauren and Cameron, he goes, they're not together. They don't post anything on social media together. Well, I didn't realize that they were not just like allowed to post each other. And then now once they got married, I was like, Vic, you're wrong. They're very much still together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it was hard. Like you couldn't spy. Like you couldn't find out. Like, Well, um, no one knew who we were. Everyone was like, kind of like, 
you know, it's it's kind of funny. We're like, we're not allowed to say nothing, but it's also like, well, no one, honestly, people probably wouldn't have believed us. And we're like, oh yeah, by, the, by yeah. the way, I did this dating show and like, you know, I, uh-huh. I get, I proposed within 10 days. Oh, and I might get married, right? So it was like-, like, if you were in a relationship with someone from the show, you just weren't allowed to like post them or like yeah, publicly they- engage with them in any way? Well, and not that publicly engaging. Mm-hmm. I think because that one, again, it's like not that anybody knew who we were. True. You know, but it's more so of like, posting photos because then it goes into timeline of like when the show comes out it's like oh well they were posting back then and this and this and that and like all it does it it draws questions Mm -hmm. and i think that that was what they were worried about okay and did you know this was going to be on netflix when you were filming it uh i didn't know i didn't know it was going to be on netflix until like the first day of filming like for like so they kept saying a big network, big network, big network, and I'm like, all right, like, what is this? Like, <laughs> like they're trying to, they're, yeah, they're trying to sell you like, on it. Like, it don't like, worry, it's gonna be the biggest network. <laughs> and not to, you know, not to say anything about Lifetime. No, my mom I know was what you lifetime, mean. So, yeah, so, so it's like, mine. <laughs> girl, uh, yeah, lo- shout out to my mom, love you. Like, Lifetime's great. Just want to say, like, I was like, big to who? Like, right? And then they, when they told us, it was we all kind of looked at each other like, oh snap. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. And no, but no one expected it to be like this to right. reach as many people as not a single. I I promise you, you ask any one of them, like no one thought it was gonna be like this. Yeah, because Netflix, I mean, 160 some odd million subscribers, <laughs> you know, in the world, and to think that. So what the basically what I'm getting at is nobody would have ever thought that you guys would get the following that you guys have now because of that show on Netflix, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and so exactly. what was awesome to see is that you guys were really just normal people right. trying to get on this experiment for love. Not trying to get famous. And now, yeah, exactly. and now the second season, if they do a second season, which they probably will because this one was very successful – I don't know mm-hmm. if they're going to get people for the right reasons, mm-hmm. and that's why I think this first season is like the real season. Like it, yeah. it you, you really it was encapsul- full of emotion. It was full of like everyone who they absolutely were to their core, mm-hmm. instead of like, oh, I'm going to pretend to get engaged just so I can like say no at the altar and get all these followers. And and so the the cool thing about it, and and no, you guys are one hundred percent right. I think every first season, right? Think of like all the first seasons of everything, whether it's like mm-hmm. Game of Thrones or like all these other shows. Like the first season's kind of like pivotal, but I think into these like dating, like this dating experience, it was so intense the process before we even got there of like vulnerability. I think if they follow their model that they did with us, mm-hmm. they can kind of weed out the folks. And don't get me wrong. There's always, I think any reality, there's always going to be someone looking for mm-hmm. whether that's the clout or like the fame or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but love is undeniable in my, in my opinion of like, whether it, it what, well, the way it's portrayed or whether, when you see it, like, you mm-hmm. know, and I think the audience knows like when it's like, when it's real and when it's not. And so I think that, Eventually, those folks through the like, experience because of how intense it was in the pods and even after the fact, even season two is going to be just successful, in my opinion, because that pod situation isn't just, oh, I see. I, I just talked to your first voice. And then, but, no, it's like, what's your family like? What's your, and then, like, it's real connections, mm-hmm. you know? And so I you kind of have no choice but to make that connection, you're saying? Yeah. I mean, not that you have no choice. It's more so of like, that is what you're involved in like all day. Like you're, yeah. that's what you're focusing in. And like, no one's helping you make that decision. And like, yeah. it's like, you really build genuine connections. And once you do, it's, it's undeniable. Yeah, that's crazy. And now that you said that, how long when you actually have like the, let's say the people that you're narrowing down, how long do those conversations last in the pods? Um, every day we got more and more time. So like day one, like I said, it was seven minutes, right? Day two, we had like, I think it was like 15 to 30 minutes. And then like after day three, we, that was like, you know, those, that's when you really got out of the general questions mm-hmm. and more in towards the like, you know, then they had specific days like of like, you know, this is marriage. We're going to talk about marriage today. And then we're going to talk about oh. like sex. We're going to talk about sex today. Like, or like romantic relationship. Like, what do you look for in a husband? Like, mm-hmm. so like, uh, like stuff like that. Or like, then like the, another one was like family day. Like what, like, so then it was, but you had more time. So those days were like, if you made it to that, those days were an hour and a half and some change per person. Oh, wow. And so, 
So think of like an hour and a half to two hours, what like how much you can get if that's all you're like talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Taking and a so deep dive, and it's yeah, and it's compound. So after the first initial interest, you're kind of like excited to talk to them again, and then you're talking to all these people, and then you talk to that person or whoever, and then you have more time, and then you're like, oh my god, we have more time, and then it goes away, and then you're like, now you now you have excited again to com- it's like that compound effect of interest and you know connection that you're just going all the way until you get to day 10 because every day felt like a month yeah (laughs) i bet i'm not gonna lie (laughs) and how much downtime did you have because i was reading and it said like uh you you had brought your guitar and and barnett Mm -hmm. had his uh little ukulele and somebody else was singing so and you guys were like a little misfit band (laughs) in there so how much how much downtime did you guys have like without the cameras and all that uh we have uh, I would say, like, sorry, I'm like losing my voice, but um, no, we had a good bit of downtime. Not, not so like some of the guys, like when when they were in the dating pods, like a lot of us were like just hanging out, yeah. and you know yeah. whether another guy was taken for an interview or whatever. We do like those like side interviews, you know, when they're like mm-hmm. by themselves, and so like some some somebody would do that interview, and then like, but we we always like. There was always a moment, like I had brought my football too, and we turned it into like our therapy football. Like whenever we didn't go like step out and like like talk about some stuff, like that was like the hey man, let's play cats, bro. I need some talk. Yeah. AKA therapy. Yeah. It was, I still have that football to this day, and I still have the same guitar. But like, yeah, it it was kind of funny how like we all like you know like you said there was one Barnett was playing ukulele and it was Kenny that was singing, and then I was playing my guitar and like dudes were like we started doing funny things and that's why it turned into like in my opinion so a fraternity or like some some like a brotherhood Mm because like we all always came together and made something from nothing and for for you you were a personal trainer before this correct Mm -hmm. is is that what you're still doing now uh Yes. So I do group fitness. So I'm on a microphone talking in front of a bunch of people like, mm. you know, music's blaring, like high intensity interval, like training. So oh, it's like strength cool. training and like stuff like that. Yeah. Do you have more people join your classes now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say no. I will say yes. It's, so it's funny because now it's getting to the point where like I'm having more new people than I have people like it's, you know, in my evening class than I do like people that are regular. Uh, and I, like it's cool but then i'm like okay i'm trying to explain to a lot of people how to do something they've never done before here we go yeah. <laughs> pay attention to me i'm gonna speak that's why i don't really have much of a voice anymore because i'm over here like just yelling like okay talking slow <laughs> that's, funny. that's no, awesome i love it, it I, I love what i do it's for me it's like i get 55 I, i've really worked on my craft in the beginning like Really, I was actually scared of public speaking. I was petrified. Um, like I've frozen up before, and like I, my first class that I ever coached, I I froze up the same way. And eventually, I, I started to work on it, getting better. And now I've coached classes of two hundred people, three hundred people, and I've coached a class in my studio, like always packed. And for me, it's fifty-five. I, I get fifty-five minutes to change someone's day. You know, mm-hmm. so I I, lo- I love what I do. And you know, doesn't matter how if you're tall, short, skinny, you know, big or rich or poor it's like we're all doing the same thing and that's what i love about it absolutely absolutely all right so now i do got to ask you about uh mexico and when you're when your family was going out for this wedding what was did did they really think you were going to get married or did they think what were they what were their thoughts on you being on the show where they're like all right he's just he's just going to do this and you know whatever we're just going to show up and support him no matter what he does or was were they like really excited for you to like fall in love you know what i mean like what was their thought process so having a Latin family, you never really know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they tell you one they thing, think like, another thing. Yeah, yeah, they could be like, oh, mijo, like, here you go. Like, go do your thing, go do your thing. And then they'll, they'll talk to my mom and her sisters and be like, oh, my God, can you believe Mark thinks that he's really going to get married? Like, Chinga ni que fall in love. <laughs> he's going to fall in love. Oh, it's stupid. It's stupid. No, it's, it's, it, no my, my, luckily for me, and I, I've been really blessed to have parents that have always supported me, whether that was when I went to go play college football, whether i was you know doing what i do as like like fitness instructor like doesn't matter like they've always been like well if that's what you want to do like all right and yeah you know my mom has always been kind of like my rock and i she knows that like i'm like i make my decisions on my own she's just always like and it's always given me that kind of confidence to go do those decisions because they've always been like you're gonna do what you want to do but like we're, we're here like all right like we may not agree 
we may not think that it's the best thing for you, but like, we're not going to stop you from living your life. And so I'm thankful that I've always had parents like that. Yeah. And it's always given me this kind of confidence to go out and do different things, whether it was try to get married at 24 or, you know, be somebody like this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then so so initially, yes, they gave me like great support. And so, I mean, granted, they probably thought I was crazy, but. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so then you're up there at the altar and then, you know, she says, no, that sucks. And you, Mm -hmm. I I saw that uh, you were saying you had no idea what she was going to say. So it's not like you were expecting, uh, you know, a solid yes, but at the same time, that's what you were hoping for. You know what I mean? Right. And so, so my thing is like, you know, it was such a roller coaster ride and it was, it was such a roller coaster ride that like. I, I honestly, like she, at one point she was telling me she was going to say no. And I'm like, okay, like that's, I, I totally get it. And then the next minute she's telling me she loves me. And like, you know, she sees me with like, she's being with me as a family. And then like, you know, I think, so what happens like when I'm staring at her down the aisle in the moment, I kind of had this flashback of like the reveal day. And for me, everything was so real. Like when I saw the reveal day, like I was on cloud nine and then it was the same thing when she was walking down the aisle, I was I was just living in the moment. And so I made a promise to myself that I was always going to be honest to myself in this experience. And so when she walked down the aisle, it was like I was going through my experience. Like that was that was me. And like she spoke her truth and that's okay. Like every everybody everything happens for a reason and I'm not mad at her for it. It's, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you about Bitcoinist jump to the end. But like you said, the reveal day how, what is that day like? Like somebody that you've been talking to for so many hours, you haven't seen, you're now engaged and you're about to, you know, see her for the first time. She's about to see you. What's that? What does that feel like? Oh man. Uh, I, 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 you know, it's funny watching it back. I've watched it back twice and it's, it's mm-hmm. still like, it's as if it's happening in real time. And I'm just like feeling those emotions again. Like mm-hmm. it, it was so real. Like, we we were you know all there like I like it, they, I had to wait and then I'm sitting there behind the the like the little sliding door and I'm like don't lock my knees out don't lock my knees out like, <laughs> I, I just like, I'm so nervous and right. then like it's like everything you ever expected and you walk across that hall and just like man I don't I don't know it, it was such a pure moment for me that I just I felt like I had be like I did it. Like, you know, and it was like, it, I deserved it. It was something that I got and it was something that I was worthy of. And like, you know, obviously it didn't work out, whatever, the way we initially planned. But like that moment, I'll never forget for the rest of my life because that moment truly allowed me to be like, I was like, I was as vulnerable as I could have been no matter mm-hmm. what. And I was a hundred percent myself and I got this. And in that and then, moment, did you feel like Jessica was reciprocating those feelings towards you too? Like, did you feel like, wow, she's so into me. I think she's beautiful and this is going to really work. Is that what you were feeling? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. I felt like I felt, I felt that genuinely because yeah. it looked I mean, like it they, from watching it on TV, it looked like you both were super into each other. Yeah. And then even like after, so like she was like, um, they didn't catch this, but we're both from Chicago and she was mm-hmm. like, this is our world series win. Like to me, like talking about the Cubs and you know, 108 years didn't win the world series. And then like, all both of us, like, it's like, I don't know. It just felt so right. And mm-hmm. that moment, I mean, I watch it back and I, I just sit back and I still get chills watching it because that was what I felt. Like, it was real. And then, and then you guys are kind of separated for a little bit and then you're off to Mexico, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And what do you think kind of watching it as a viewer, it kind of seemed like um, Jessica was a little bit caught up in being rejected by someone, regardless of who it was. I kind of think that was, she was, um, distracted by that. Did you, were you feeling that or what was going on in your head? Um, so I didn't really feel that until mm-hmm. like, you know, me after like, you know, that day. So it was a day that we went horseback riding, right? Where I was like, we were like all like in the jungle. Yep. You remember that part? Yep, yep. So the day, that was like the best day ever. Like I was... I felt comfortable. I was cracking jokes. I was making production laugh. I was making the people the horseback riding laugh. I was being myself. Like that's Yeah. Me. And she said you that know, she I'm was not- really feeling I remember her saying in like her session that she was really starting to like you then, like really fall for you. Yeah, because I, I just felt so comfortable mm-hmm. finally. And it took us a second just because like it was very intense and getting used to it. And like when we when we were like that day, I I was so happy. And then the next day it just 
kind of happened where she just felt like she didn't feel like she could get there. And then, then starts the journey of trying to figure out if we can, you know? And for me, for me, I held on to, you know, that love that I thought I had and like everything like that, but Mm -hmm. it all, it, it was, you know, it was a journey nonetheless. And at you least, know? and you know that you gave it everything. So it wasn't from like lack of effort or lack of you trying. And then at the end of the day, you can go home and say, I did what I have no regrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, You know, that's a thousand percent right. Because I just, I, there's so many people. I think that so many times we're trying to protect and like hold on to like, okay, if I, if I don't give them everything, then they can't hurt me. But in reality, it's like, what are you protecting? It's like, what do you, that's, yeah. a, that's the one thing that can really build that connection. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you, what are you holding back? You know? And, and in my opinion now, I could be totally wrong, but like for me, like this, so it goes back to this quote that, so that I found it's from a casino. I don't know if you guys seen it uh, from Robert De Niro. Uh, and it goes, when you love someone, you've got to trust them. There's no other way. You've got to give them the key to everything that's yours. Otherwise, otherwise what's the point? Yeah, you know, yeah, because it's like you really do. And Mm -hmm. if you've seen that, it's the same thing. Like you give them the keys to everything. And even though you know that there's a possibility that they can hurt you because you give them everything. It's like that's what love is, is I'm trusting you with all that. And even if you break that trust, it's like, no, it's it's cool. Like Mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't regret anything because all you're doing is teaching me something and allowing me to move up, move on and be a better person. Yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely you know and not to get like bring the bring the mood down it's just like for me it's like i don't know yeah no. wait, wait, like, wait to mess up no. the mood mark wait, wait. <laughs> you're like dang dang mark really like what's, what's up man <laughs> no i just i just like i take every relationship and i learn so much like i really look back at like for myself and what i learned from it and what that person taught me and like what is it i can apply in my next relationship you know and yeah. It's, I was as vulnerable as I could have been. That's what Jess taught me. And I think, like, watching it, too, it showed you being, when, like you said, you were so vulnerable with the situation and everything, and it made everyone who's watching it just see you. You were such, like, you were such an easy person to, like, character to fall in love with because through every obstacle, you just wouldn't give up. You would see the beauty and everything. Even when she tells you, like, I don't know, um, before the proposal, like, maybe... She was feeling Barnett and kind of brushed you aside. Then you came back so hopeful and optimistic. It was really nice to see that. And it was really nice to see that coming from a 24-year-old who was young and could have just been like, you could have got angry and said, well, whatever, I'm over this. And you always took the high road. So I think a lot of people watching this learned from you um, on how to handle situations when things aren't going the way that you want them to be. Thank you for that. No, seriously, I that that really means a lot. Like, because I... You know, we've all we all have a story and we've all been through stuff. And like Mm -hmm. if there's any way that people can take away from my journey and like even one person and I I feel like I've done something for me, like because I I love people. And, you know, obviously there's always bad people in the world and like whatever. But like I think there's so much more good Mm -hmm. that's out there. The bad just get amplified. And so if they anybody could take anything that from mine and Jess's relationship, from our experience, from whatever we talked about, went through, like that means the world to me. And so I really hope that if there's anybody out there that is struggling with anything, like fight through it. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's people out there that's going through the same thing. And how was the, was the, how was the reunion show? Was that the first time you spoke to Jessica since the show was filmed? Yes. So that was Mm -hmm. the first time, um, she had called me a day before the show released, Mm -hmm. but like, it was like, it was like right before the show released, but that was the first time I saw her in like since the wedding day. And how was um, so, that? Was that difficult or kind of um, like it's been a year and a half and I've grown and I, I've, I've watched the show? A little bit of both, uh, honestly. Like it's like we were both kind of like uh, – like uh, it's like that – not tension, right? But it's like this un- unknown like, uh, okay, mm-hmm. how does this – I haven't seen this person in a while. You yeah. know, we've together, <laughs> but we've also grown a lot together. So uh-huh. it's like, you know, I mean it was not – when she walked up, I still gave her a hug and everything and, mm-hmm. you know – I meant what I said and when I told her in the reunion and it, you know, I have no, I literally have no ill will towards her. Like people are like, you need to go off on her and stuff. I'm like, why? She taught me everything I needed. Like that was like an emotional boot camp. Like, thank mm-hmm. you. Like, I appreciate that. Why am I going to be? And like, to me, that's like, I, I, I love that. Like I, I loved her at, at mm-hmm. a point in my life and that's okay. Like it didn't work out. Why am I going to get mad at somebody, you know, 
yeah. to like to forcefully love me. Like I'm not gonna do that. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I want to make sure like I wanted to make sure that that was clear. As I like, did, I literally am just here to thank you because I'm a way better communicator, person, man, just in general. And like, did it work out? No, but it's okay that it didn't work out. Some of the best ding- things are doors that close to right. get us into another one. And do you think, like you said that you thought it was like God's timing that it came out at this time and that, do you think like, you're right, had it coming out, had it came out like three months after, you probably still were feeling pretty heartbroken, correct? Oh, uh, no? yeah, yeah. I think a little while after the show, I, you know, I did my kind of due diligence to self-reflect mm-hmm. and I, you know, I did go to therapy, I'll admit it, and I, anybody struggling with mental health. Yeah, there's nothing um, wrong it, with that. It's, nope, it's not, not a stigma. It's not a, it's not a stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, I really you know, a lot of folks suffer from anxiety and depression. And I, you know, for myself, mm-hmm. I had, I had to really deal with the fact of like how intense it was. And then it was just gone, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I had to pick up my pieces, right. And like really deep. Cause I, I, I studied psychology later in school, but mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it was later on, I started off with accounting, but once I got into psychology, it was just, this I came in there to help myself and it really opened up the door for to allow me to go to therapy and like be open and honest about it and like journal and learn how to meditate and really self self improve because mm-hmm. that was that's something that I mean you can ask anybody in the cast it's so intense and even though me and Justin work out I was sometimes asked like why it didn't work out mm-hmm. but then I realized it's like it didn't work out for a reason Absolutely. so to have that kind of introspection you know and was it hard to watch the show back or were you kind of feeling? Oh, I, I was definitely nervous. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I was because like, you never know. I mean, mm-hmm. well, how they're going to edit it or whatever. And even if they edited a bunch, but I was just kind of like, you know, I relied on like my faith. I prayed. I was like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. If it, I, I, Because I, it's the same thing that like when you live life with regrets, right? Like I had no regrets because I gave it my all. And so I kept referring to that to be like comfort because I'm like, well, I did the best. Like I did everything myself. So if they edit it, whatever, make me say something else, like cool. But like I know what I did, and I yeah. know, I'm the, you know, I know it was me on me. I can't imagine sitting for a year and a half knowing you like had a temper tantrum and just like with that whole scenario with I forget the couple. Was it Diamond and somebody was or wait uh, Diamond and Carlton? Okay, maybe? yeah. Anyways, like. Just like sitting on the situation of like, oh my gosh, because that was such an abrupt, crazy ending mm-hmm. to the experiment. Um, and like you said, you gave it your all and you kind of went through all the way to the um, I do type thing. So sitting on that would be easier, I think, than sitting on a fight that yeah. ended the yeah. relationship. Yeah, absolutely. That would be hard. I, 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 yeah, I can only imagine. Like, it's like you almost have like unfinished business. And so yeah. you're just kind of like sitting there. With, I hate like things that are up in the air. Right. It's just like, okay, let's clear the air. I want to know whether it's good or bad. Like whether you talk to me or not, like let's clear the air. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just as, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and now that, now that it's all over, right. And you are, are people, not people, are females throwing at you, getting thrown at you (laughs) left and right. Like Oprah, like, oh, here's a female and here's a female and here's a female. Are they just like Um, hitting up your DMs and all that? You know, uh, you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, you know, it's, it, there has been a lot of positivity. Um, I'm going to keep it on a positive. There's been a lot of positivity. I'm super thankful for it. And no, I, I'm, I'm really focused on like what my journey is moving forward and what the next opportunity and what I got to do to like keep building and like be a better man, brother, and like take care of like my family because that to me is what's the most important thing. And so although I have gotten so much support um, through all this experience and I'm super thankful that everybody's connected, it's like, I'm really, really focused now on like what the next step, how can I help more people? How can I help uh, myself? How can I, again, help my family? And like, how can I move forward as my career and like what I love to do? Cause you know, group fitness is a passion of mine, but like, how can I help more people in that? Right. And like introduce, introduce people because people get so intimidated. They walk in a gym, like an LA fitness or whatever. And they're like, Oh my God, I don't know what to do. But I'm like, group fitness allows you to kind of just like lose yourself and just not even think and like, just go with the group. And it's a team atmosphere. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to introduce people. I want to introduce more and more people to that. And where can people, if somebody was in your, you're in Atlanta, correct? Mm -hmm. So if somebody wanted to go to one of your group classes, where, where would they have to go? So it's this place called Soul Society Fitness. So Soul, like S O L, and then Society, like Society. Okay. And so there, 
I, I, I moved over there about a year ago uh, from another spot and they, these folks, I mean, it's such a good workout where the lights change based on the effort level. So I get to become like more of a structured coach. So I'm, there's like when we're on like an active recovery, I'm talking and my voice is low and then I start to build it up when the lights change. And then when the lights go red of like high intensity, mm-hmm. then I can really like, and it goes into my playlist with beats per minute. I get, I really get into it. Like it takes oh, me like man, three hours. I, w- I wish I could take it. Yeah, forever. Uh, <laughs> I take, it takes me three hours to make a playlist because wow. I create, I, I go, okay, what's the vibe that I'm trying to create? Mm-hmm. What songs go with that vibe? And then do they fit the beats per minute that I'm looking for to really like, because people don't realize like beats per minute, the, the, it like allows you to lose yourself in a workout. Yeah. Like absolutely. A lot of people just, a lot of people just throw songs together and then they wonder why some sets are hyper intense and then some sets are really low, but it's the psychology of the music that really like pushes you through a workout. Yeah. And so that's why when I spend time, like all my playlists are on Spotify, I spend all like at least three hours, like minimum to like make these playlists every time. So that's why I'll release like one a week and, but it's fun for me. Like I, I get to create that vibe and I, mm-hmm. I get to be kind of like the creator of the atmosphere that I want. And so that's why I love the place I'm at because it allows me the freedom to do that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you heard that if you're ever in Atlanta and you want to get a, one of the best workouts of your life, go to Society. Mm-hmm. Society. And take the class that Mark Anthony is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and not the singer. Not the singer. But the <laughs> uh, you're so great. No, Thank you so much. Where, yeah. And where can people follow you on social media? So people can follow me on Instagram at Mark Anthony Cuevas uh, underscore, uh, just one underscore, and then on Twitter at Mark Anthony C U E. They wouldn't allow me to finish my full name, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm uh, opening up a YouTube channel starting at the end of this week, awesome. just like more. So it'll be more of like my life continued and like lifestyle, fitness. Also, we'll have some workout stuff on there as well, um, and then yeah, that's kind of like where my life's kind of trending towards. I'm just kind of. Keep being me and keep moving forward. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to have on the show, and, and we really appreciate you. Yes. No, thank, thank you, you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. Seriously, guys. I, I, thank you. All right. You have a good day. Bye-bye. Y'all have a blessed one. Take care. Bye. We really hope you enjoyed that. Uh, very, very fun, delightful conversation, obviously because of me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. I, I, I rolled. <laughs> a hard eye roll. All right, baby. I got a Spanish word of the day for you. Okay. It doesn't have to do necessarily anything that we, uh, things that we have talked about per se on the episode. Okay. Okay. But the Spanish word of the day is peo. Peo? Peo. Peo. With a P? Mm-hmm. Peo. Peo. It's just a random word. Like it's hard for you someone just to guess a random word. Do you know what I mean? Like if it has to do with discussion, that's a little bit easier. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to say a word. <laughs> There's a jajillion words. You mm-hmm. don't know Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say one. Mm-hmm. And I want to see if you can get it. Absolutely. Give me a Give me like a hint. Um, Makes me think of peso, which is money. <laughs> you know that one. Yep. If I, if I give you any hint, you'll get it automatically. So that's a hint. No, that's not a hint. Vacation. Fart. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that I should have known. You know why? Because that brings us into... Weird or normal. Weird or normal. Okay, everybody. For weird or normal, do you think that actually hearing somebody fart is funny? Because Victor watches Paul Flart. Is that his name on Instagram? Paul Blart. Paul Blart? Well, it's it's... Making fun of Paul Blart, the mall cop. Oh, so it's Paul Paul Flart, F L A R T. It's disgusting <laughs> because it's real. Okay, <laughs> the fact that it's real and Victor sits there, it's just his face, and you hear this disgusting, juicy fart come out of this man. <laughs> it makes me want to puke. <laughs> it's like disgusting. Well, it's funny. You know what? It, it was originally. Now it's a little extra, right? Because that's all his. All his pages, if you look at it in his, uh, you know how you could see the pictures of what the videos are? He has like over 100,000 followers. It's just all his face, right? That's how all his videos are. It's just his face. Yeah. And then he'll just record his face. And then out of nowhere, you hear this like big rip of a fart mm-hmm. or a small one or just it, he all types of farts. And he 
basically got fired from his job because he was making these videos yeah, and he was a security, security guard. <laughs> okay, so on the other hand, I think fake farts are hilarious to where like the video I made of Victor like fake farting. Fake fart noises are so funny. Or if you're like sitting on a whoopee cushion or on Impractical Jokers when they put like a fart machine in some woman's purse and they let it go off and she's looking around the store like who's farting. I find that stuff so funny. Well, you know what? And I think, well, for one, a fart is like. (laughs) (laughs) We all fart. We all fart. And. And it doesn't matter what country you're from, what language you speak. Honestly, it does not matter. As long as the fart doesn't affect you directly, right? If somebody's sitting at the other side of a table (laughs) or something, or you see somebody standing over there by somebody, and all of a sudden you hear like, you know, (laughs) and you you know where it came from, people just laugh. Workout class. Workout class is terrible. When you're like, uh, you know, doing crunches or something and you just hear someone far, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. And if, for me, it's also, um, for me, it's like when people, when you have to deal with the smell, mm-hmm. that's when it's an issue. That's you a, know what I mean? that's a huge not, issue. It's not fun anymore. No. Right. If you're in an elevator, like. It's not cool. It's like, oh, okay, that that's not cool, dude. Like, especially, come on, we got to go up, you know, several floors, right? I'm not going to take the stairs. <laughs> yes, that's very true. When you have to smell it, Victor woke me up out of my sleep with a fart the other day. I mean, but who doesn't <laughs> fart around their spouse, right? I like know. that's a very normal. You fart around me. I mean, not saying that you fart often, yeah. but you do it, yeah. and it smells really bad. Yeah, mine are silent and deadly. Yeah, that's too much information. Like I can't <laughs> really make a fart noise. Then maybe that's why I think it's funny. Yeah, but we don't think it's funny when people burp. So it's like. Both were getting rid of air. Yeah, burps are. You know what? Burps for are some, gross. For some reason, burps are more nasty to me than farts. You know, I, I've always said that my whole entire life. And I'd rather you fart than burp because burps you can smell the food in like a weird way. And also, it's like you shouldn't have that <laughs> nastiness coming out of your mouth, right? It makes more sense when it comes out of your rectum, opposed to coming out of your Alrighty, like esophagus so now- out to the air, you know, into the world. Yeah, let's change the topic. <laughs> um, okay, so now we are going to read reviews because we are very thankful for you guys. Yes, we appreciate everything and everything you do for us. And you are the driving force behind this podcast. So, Nicole, take it away. This one is called The Lion King on Broadway with five stars. I love listening to the podcast about your New York City trip. My cousin is actually... Zazu. Oh, yeah, Zazu. That's awesome. Tony Freeman. I've been a couple times and he was able to give us a tour backstage and everything and that goes into those shows and everything that goes into those shows it's truly incredible you guys both seem so down to earth and normal coming from victor you sent me the screenshot of the review i wanted but it cut off (laughs) does it show up on you guys seem so down to earth and normal coming from a tv show you guys bring peace and comfort to me everyday life that's so sweet. Keep being amazing, XOXO. That's and actually, awesome. that was on our normal reviews. Oh, well, I got an it email. It was the first one. So I got an email of a nice <laughs> review, and then we share the same Coco Caliente email, and then Vic deleted it, and I said, you better get that back right now. Okay, let so me put... So then he screenshotted no, 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 it. Time out. Okay, this is, another, this, is another, this is another thing that I wanted to talk about, and it falls under the kind of the speck of weird or normal. But is it weird, and I guess this is more normal than I think, but definitely it's something that we should all strive to do. Mm-hmm. is unsubscribe from emails, right? So, for example, Nicole and I share a Coco Caliente page. And Nicole, if she finds a new deal that she can get from a place that she's already been using, let's say Express has a new deal, and let's say another company has a good deal or whatever, she'll register with our Coco Caliente email, which we share. Only if I forget my password to my other one. So then I start receiving emails to our shared account from things that I don't want to see. So I start unsubscribing. So, and oh, I'll delete do? stuff. Yeah, 100%. Oh, I don't, sharing an email with you is the worst. Uh, my email is clean. Okay, how many pending emails do you have? If you look at your phone over, right now. Over 10,000. Okay. And how many, how many do I have? If I show you my phone right now, what does that say? One. It says, well, it says 90. Oh, 90. I was looking but, at your uh, messages. <laughs> that's, that's where my app is on your phone. But like it has 90, which is still, it seems kind of high, but for the grand scheme of things, pretty low. And I can go through and clean those out. But try cleaning out 10,000 emails. Anyway, I digress. I go back to reading my review. 
The podcast I need. Ricky McKenna, five stars. Whenever I used to hear the word podcast, I would think old people talking about boring things, but you two have completely changed my perspective. I knew I was hooked when I, uh, when I knew I was hooked when I was still fully engaged during your more informational segments. I realize I think and talk a lot like Nicole, but my weird or normal tendencies usually side with Vic. Oh, come on. Here's one for you. Do you weigh yourself before and after you go to the bathroom to see how much your pee weighs? No, actually, I, I never weigh myself. I don't think I've ever done that. I do this every single time, but I, but was recently told this is weird. Yes. Yes, that's weird. <laughs> it is but weird. But I have weighed myself when I was trying to lose weight once after I took a number two because I thought, ooh, that was a big one. That was a big That That one was a pounder. <laughs> anywho. And it I, was. Anywho, I love this podcast and wish nothing but success for you. Hope to see you in the backyard interviews one day. Heck Uh, yeah, all stars, baby. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. We hope you enjoyed. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. The easiest way to do that is on the little purple app on your phone on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to this anywhere you listen to podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio. You can always go to www.cococalientepodcast.com. You can listen there and check out our merchandise. Please follow us at Coco Caliente Pod on Twitter and at Coco Caliente Podcast on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.